You're listening to Cannabis Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. When Corey and I started this podcast, one of our missions was to help people around the world. As many people as we could, we wanted to help them improve their health and deal with some serious health issues. We have no sponsors, and we relied on you, the listener, to help us out. But that hasn't been as lucrative as we thought. As a matter of fact, we probably, Corey, had less than $3,000 contributed to us over the course of the last four months. And we need some help from listeners in order to keep this going. Well, we sure do. Um, we were very graciously lent the money to get this equipment, um, as well as having a wonderful technician who gave us a lot of his time. We need to pay these people back, um, and neither Ian and I work. This is a full-time job for both of us, and we'd really appreciate some support out there. If you would like to donate to Cannabis Health Radio, then you can assist us in continuing with these podcasts and continuing our message to people around the world. Just go to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and make a financial contribution. We need your help in order to keep this going. going, And just to even keep our website going. I mean, there's all these hidden costs, and um, unfortunately, uh, my partner's not a millionaire. But we'd appreciate your help. Yeah, thanks, folks. Much appreciated. More people die of lung cancer than any other cancer. Just under 2 million deaths per year worldwide. In 2014, our guest today was diagnosed with lung cancer, and later that year was given three months to live. He undertook some dietary changes, started taking cannabis oil, and is with us today to tell his story. Joining us from the United Kingdom is Ron Nixon. Ron, it's good that you're here, and the doctor's prognosis for you was not true. Hi there, yes, yeah, quite precisely, yes. Um, yeah, I was diagnosed in, uh, in May uh, 2014, with uh, adenocarcinoma of the right upper lung. Um, I'd been in hospital for some other tests, and during this I was given x-rays, to which uh, when they came back, the surgeon suggested that there was a shadow on my lung. Now, after that, um, uh, biopsies were taken, and, of course, the uh, the worst thing happened, the scenario was, of course, that, yes, it is, unfortunately, cancer. Well, obviously, there I was totally devastated. I just did not know what to do at all. Bear in mind, I've got a wife who I'm looking after who's not too well herself. So, bearing all that in mind, I was really depressed and just did not know what to do, where to turn or, or whatever. Consequently, after that... Um, I saw the uh, oncologist again, and she suggested radiotherapy for me. I couldn't have any chemotherapy at that stage or indeed any surgery because I have an ICD fitted in my chest for heart complaint that it would have been too dangerous really for, for me to undergo any type of surgery. 
other scans were were given um, after the uh, the radiotherapy, to which it uh, it seemed as though it was okay at that particular time. Benimana had um, radical radiotherapy of uh, two weeks in hospital and uh, three sessions a day for two weeks, which really really burnt me. I'd got uh, I got burns on my uh, which were visible on on my back. So uh, not too good at all, really. The subsequent scans after that uh, suggested that it was indeed still growing. And at that point, I was given three months to live. So not knowing what to do at all, totally dejected, I contacted a friend of mine, an ex-nurse, actually, and she actually cured herself of breast cancer without the use of any drugs, without the use of any surgery, or without anything at all, really, just purely by natural treatment that she found out for herself. She gave me one or two little tips there, i.e. Um, apricot kernels and, um, and and things like that. So apricot kernels, I thought, what, what the hell are uh, apricot kernels? So the only thing I could do, really, was research myself on on the internet to find out what they were, where they came from. And, of course, when I saw the, some of the kind of chemicals that were, were included in that, it was quite frightening, really. But I, I carried on. I started off at between five and ten kernels a day and gradually increased it uh, up to 20, 30 a day, in fact. Ron, just for those people who may be unfamiliar with the apricot kernels, exactly what do you do with them? Well, um, I mean, people can. It depends how they are. I mean, it's it's apricots, so they're quite um, almondy in taste, if you like. Mm-hmm. So some people don't like the taste of almonds. So a lot of people I know they they grind them down and use them on just as a topping on cereals in the morning or in soups or wherever, providing they get the correct number of kernels per day. Which I say I recommend to start off with ten up to 20, 30, I mean, you can go up to 30, 35, which I did. Mm-hmm. Ron, after the radiation that you undertook, and you, the doctors, the oncologists gave you three months to live. Yes. How was your state of mind as you were searching for an alternative treatment? Well, listening to uh, that friend who I say was um, an ex-nurse, I mean, she always remained, uh, remained positive. And she instilled into, into my memory, really, to remain positive all the time. And I thought at that time, I thought, I don't want to go yet. I don't want to go to that hospital up in the sky or, or anywhere else like that. And I remained positive all, that, all the time, and I'm still positive now. That's an interesting comment, because we interviewed a young lady in the UK who had um, cancer as well. And she used to go to her chemotherapy treatments. Actually, it wasn't chemotherapy. What was it? It was yeah, immunotherapy. Immunotherapy. She used to dress up, and uh, she always had a positive attitude, and she used to talk to the, the liquid as it went through her body. And you've, you're doing exactly the same thing. Fascinating. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, always remain positive. I mean, there's so many people who even contact me now and they don't really understand 
all the ins and outs of it if you try to say well remain positive you must keep remaining positive it has a wonderful effect on the body itself by being positive it does yes absolutely so you undertook some dietary changes you you did the apricot kernels what else did you do that's correct yes um at that time if, if i don't mind saying really at that particular time i was 28 stone which uh, i don't know what it is in kilograms or pounds but it's, uh, it's it's very heavy so i undertook um a vegan diet i went straight onto a vegan diet where everything i got was organic uh, I started juicing, bought a juicer and started juicing and uh, did that twice a day. Uh, started other, other supplements such as turmeric, um, ginger, lemon and uh, also started to uh, alkalize my body. I don't know if anyone knows really about the alkalizing of the body at all. But um, I mean, most of the of the bacteria that everyone uh, carries is in in the colon. If you can clean the body out, that gives your immune system a better, far better chance of doing what the job that it should do, really. So that I I started doing that, got my body alkalized. From there, went on to um, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, which I had twice a week and uh, carried on from there to I started having um, coffee enemas and um, well I still carry on doing that Ron when did you first uh, bring cannabis oil into all of this when I did sorry when did you first start using cannabis oil in this journey uh, in cannabis oil that would be let me think um, I would, it's about, about two and a half years ago Okay. After, after searching through the internet, trying to find out uh, anything of a natural treatment that I could use, thus I came across cannabis oil. Tried to search it, and all I kept coming up across was hemp oil. Mm-hmm. Which is well, not, not the same thing. Of course it's not, no, <laughs> which I've found out since then. But, uh, yeah, I bought some hemp oil and started using that for cooking and, and everything else. And then by searching, found out that, you know, the cannabis oil really isn't hemp oil at all. Uh, so started searching for cannabis oil, and I came across uh, a, a website, the um, Sea Oil Group, that uh, that we have in England where I just left one or two questions asking what I should do um, uh, sourcing different things to which I got quite a lot of replies from it actually it's very helpful Ron when you said you were 28 stone Corey and I were figuring that out uh, to pounds it uh, yes there's 14 pounds to a stone so you were 392 pounds but yeah if you say so yeah yes yeah that's <laughs> yeah. what it equals yeah 28 stone as a result of the changes you made to your diet and the use of cannabis, how much weight did you lose? Well, up to now, uh, at this, this is very moment, actually, my last uh, measurement, I was in hospital for some another checkup in, in January. I'd lost just over 10 stone. Which is 100, so, 140 pounds. pounds yes. Wow. That's a lot. So I'm just under 17 stone now. (laughs) So how do you feel? I feel absolutely wonderful.
That's great. We interviewed a gentleman yesterday in the United States who lost half his body weight. I think it was 262 pounds as a result of taking cannabis, cannabis oil. Yes. He was close to 500 pounds. Uh-huh. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I mean, it put in, that in another perspective, really. It's, it's over 12 inches off my waistline. So um, my wife's not very pleased because I've had to buy all new clothes. clothes. I was going to say, I guess you've had to go shopping. <laughs> so once you started on this diet and, you know, doing the alternative therapies, did you begin to feel better, Ron? Did you notice a difference? Or I did. Well, not, not straight away, obviously. It took yes. about four or five weeks before I started really feeling any kind of improvement, really. Right. And from then on, it's, it's remained the same of... Um, the, the pH value in the body is, is fine. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really good. feel really good. When you first started taking cannabis oil, did you start out with just a really tiny amount, and were you ingesting it, or were you doing suppositories? To start off with, I was ingesting it. Right. I started off a small rice grain under the tongue, just on the end of a cocktail stick, really, and uh, started doing that and built up over... I think it was about four, about four weeks, to just around about five or six rice grains a day. Then um, I'd read about um, the suppository method, which I wasn't really too keen on, but uh, I decided on the syringe method instead. Yeah. So I started using syringe method through, um, as we call it, the back door. And uh, I started to improve even more then. Well, it's interesting, Ron, you know, uh, in the experiences that I've had with, uh, you know, many, 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 many people that I've talked to, individuals who have lung cancer do extremely well with suppositories. Yes. Yeah. Just for the benefit of listeners, the syringe method, so that nobody's confused. So, first of all, it's just the syringe, not the needle. I did have a woman who made a mistake and use the needle as well with her husband. Basically, what you want to do is get some uh, warm olive oil, warm it up. Olive oil is more readily absorbed rectally than coconut oil is. Warm up some olive oil, put some cannabis oil in with it, mix it up, draw it into a one mil syringe, and then simply insert the syringe just past the sphincter muscle, push the plunger, easy breezy. That's it, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think it's a little less intrusive. Actually, into the, uh, even went into the ins and outs of as to as to why it's a better method than just ingesting it just, under the yeah. tongue. Yeah, um, because ingesting it under the tongue, you only get round about thirty-five to forty percent of the value of the oil, mm-hmm. whereas doing it through syringe, you get the full value of it, and that goes direct to the to the liver through to the the pancreas it helps clean all that out yes just this morning uh there was an article actually i just posted it to my page on uh that rectal marijuana is more effective than smoking that they also mention in the article and it's more effective than ingesting as well yes when you started taking the cannabis oil and you said it took a few weeks to feel the positive effects of it what did you feel how was how were things different for you? Uh, well, I was taking cannabis oil. Um, I did start to feel a little high at times. The um, but what I did really instead of taking it early in the morning, I started taking it late at night, about two hours before I went to bed. 
further if I did experience any type of high, at least I was sleeping, sleeping through, through it. it. Yes. Yes. And uh, indeed, I was getting far better night's sleep too. So it was working both ways, really. And how was your attitude during all of this? My attitude never changed, really. It's always been, as I said, positive. Yeah. I went into that frame of mind that, yes, I am going to do it. I am going to beat this, and I will beat it. Thankfully, that's come through. So have you been back to check to see if the tumors are shrinking? Yes, I have indeed. The The latest scans I had was, in fact, I went back in June last year and saw my oncologist. And she was amazed that I was still alive, really. And uh, she asked me what I was doing. And I thought, well, here we go. So I told her that I was using cannabis oil, to which she was horrified. In fact, she covered her hands over her, her ears and didn't want to know anymore. Uh-huh. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. That was the reaction I got. So, uh, but um, after that, I, I had another one in uh, September last year, and it was the oncologist again. When she saw me, she said, Ryan, she said, you look amazing. You look extremely well. I know exactly what you've been doing. Her whole attitude had changed completely. So, yeah, even, you know, those type of people are beginning to realize that this does, in fact, work. Ron, this is almost a, a carbon copy to what happened with me with my doctor when I tried to tell him that what I was doing. He covered his ears and went, la, 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 la. And then after I was clear, he became this, it was like he did a 180 and was, you know, Corey, cannabinoids are amazing. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's sounding like this is the awakening that happened with your doctor as well. Yeah. Yeah, I say she was totally amazed, you know, as, as they were say, looking at me thinking, you should not be here. Yeah. Ron, what were your uh, friends thinking? Or, you know, what were they, how was, what was their reaction to you taking cannabis oil? Or did, did they know? Well, none of them knew anything about it, really. What uh, happened more than anything was that uh, through taking different protocols, um, searching through the internet again, I came across the ACTS, which is the Active Cancer Therapy Support Group. Oh, yes, okay. Which, yeah, which is over here in America, over in America, over here in the UK. In fact, they were so good that um, they came around to visit me and uh, taught me through a lot of things and learned me a lot of things that I didn't really know about. That really has, has helped me to carry on doing more than more than ever now in fact really and i am passing a lot of information on to friends themselves who uh, they themselves are helping themselves now to a better life good it's really an educational process isn't it ron it is yes it is yes yeah your oncologist probably saw you realized that under conventional medical care you would be dead Looked at Correct. you. You looked at you. You looked healthy. You'd lost weight. You were still alive. Uh, she didn't want to hear about cannabis oil, but probably went home, went on the internet, and started uh, researching it, and thought, <laughs> you know what? I was never taught this in medical school. <laughs> Indeed, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I've recently moved house from. Um, I've moved home from where I was before in down in Nottinghamshire, up into the east riding of Yorkshire. 
And uh, while I was up here, I did have rather a bad do, which they thought was a heart attack. But uh, I was rushed to hospital and had a look, you know, everything was, seemed to be fine. Of course, they, uh, they took x-rays and were just there. And they came back and they said, Mr. Nixon, I don't know if you know, but it looks as though you may have lung cancer, to, to which I told them, yes, I know all about it, and it's, it's dormant. So they said, what do you mean it's dormant? So uh, I showed them a letter that I had received from my oncologist just a few weeks earlier that I still had showed them that, and they couldn't believe it. Within half an hour, I'd got six doctors round the bed who wanted to know what I'd been doing, how I was doing, nothing else. So, as you say, you know, half of them don't know. They don't, haven't got the faintest idea about it. They've not been taught it. No. Ron, do you take cannabis oil every day still? Yes. Good. Yes. It's so important uh, to stay on a maintenance dose. Yeah, I take it as a maintenance dose now. Good. Uh, so I don't take anywhere near as much as I used to do because, uh, as I say, in the in September when I had the last scan, the oncologist said to me, Ron, uh, I now consider you non-terminal. Now, when I heard those words, you can imagine now how I felt the euphoria that oh. I, had, I could oh, yeah. see. And, and that was it. So I've passed all the information that, that I've got, and it is information really onto other people who are interested in it, not just friends, but also medical people as well who are interested in it. So I've told them. When the doctors said you were non-terminal, did you go out and celebrate and have a pint? Yeah. Um, to be quite honest, yes. <laughs> Good for you. I thought, don't tell me no, because I know the day I got the all clear. I mean, it, it, I don't know for you, Ron, but for me, when I was told I was clear, it, I was almost in disbelief. I, I just could yes. not believe that I had pulled it off. It was just, I was stunned. It, it actually was surreal for for a couple of weeks, it was surreal as it slowly sunk yes. in that I was cancer-free. And I think that anybody who has cancer can relate to the following. I remember waking up in the morning, and I'd be in a really good mood for a split second. And then, I'd, then I'd go, oh, yeah. And, you know, it would be like this black cloud that always followed me around. And um, that day that you find out that you don't have that cloud over your head anymore, is it's no, incredible. It's and yeah, I did go out and have, um, I didn't have a pint, but I did have several glasses of wine that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. There is uh, something else which may be of interest to you and your, your listeners also, is that um, the case of uh, my brother. I have a brother who was, uh, he rang me a few weeks back to say that he'd been diagnosed with skin cancer, which he'd had for three years now, during that time, he'd just been given some creams and whatever from the uh, from the hospital. It wasn't doing anything at all. It started off on his on his back, which then it moved to his chest. And I went down to see him, and it was horrific just to see the state uh, that his, his skin on his chest and his back was. He was always very sceptical about me going on to the the protocol that I was on. But this time he said, do you think it would uh, would suit me? So I said, yes, obviously. And um, I got him uh, some cannabis oil. He administered it himself and uh, with him and his wife. He rang me two weeks later and uh, said that it was uh, that it was doing well and it, and it seemed to be disappearing. 
then uh, six weeks after the the initial one, he rang me and said, "Run, it's it's gone completely." Wow! Now in six, in six weeks, in, eh? Sorry, in six weeks. In six weeks, yes. Yeah. Did he ingest it? it? Yeah. Okay. Did he apply any topically as well? Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you know what type of skin cancer it was, Ron? Uh, it was the uh, the basal cell. Basal cell, yeah, which responds very, very well. Yes. So and the same, totally cleared up. He'd gone back to his um, his doctor and his oncologist. What did they say? They they were amazed to see his chest was completely cleared up, and um, he said, "Well." I searched the internet and come across a, a protocol, and immediately they said cannabis oil. Oh, so really? Is, yes. So they knew about it, and uh, so they were, they were very surprised when they saw him how, how well he looked. He's also lost weight because he'd gone on the same protocol as himself, juicing and and diet and and things like that and supplements. And yeah, he's feeling well. He's uh, he's in his eighties now. He's feeling fitter than he has done for for years. Really, he's used cannabis oil on his um, on his arthritis and his legs and his knees, and that's gone. Needless to say, it, he's a convert now. He is a convert. Yes, <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's amazing to have that. It is that's... amazing. I mean, I do have photographs of it. Which uh, I have put on on Facebook. So if anyone wants to see it on Facebook, I'll put it on, and they can see from themselves. We'd love if you'd send us the photographs too. Maybe we could put that up on our website. Ian, certainly, you? yes. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be great, Ron. We can do that. Yeah, certainly, Ron. Yeah. The, the tumors in your lung are they still yeah. there? Are they still there? Yes, it's still there. It's it's. I've been told it's just dormant. It's not doing anything at all. I think more than anything now, it's just um, scar tissue more than anything. Yeah, it's, it's actually dead tissue. Dead tissue. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you have trouble breathing at all? Um, the uh, well, obviously, with uh, with cancer, and if anyone knows that, normally anyone with cancer, lung cancer, whoever becomes that, they normally get. Um, trouble with the chest with uh, blood clots uh, it normally follows cancer apparently and yes uh, I am f- a little bit short of breath yes but uh, I'm having some uh, some treatment for that myself to help get rid of the um, help get rid of the blood clots I'm wondering too if uh, the radiation damaged that tissue in your lungs as well and so maybe that's part of the reason that you have problems catching your breath or getting your breath it did yes yeah uh, so not only the the problem breathing but also um it was quite a bad burn yes both on my chest and on the back as well yeah boy uh, so for two weeks three times three times a day it was quite radical wow ron what has the cannabis oil done for your heart condition it's difficult to say, really. Um, I mean, I still keep going back. Well, I've got heart monitor side of the bed in case uh, anything happens. Uh, thankfully, nothing has happened. And they take a regular reading once a week of how uh, the heart function is. They're saying that there's no problems whatsoever. In fact, I've been discharged from hospital now. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great. <laughs> is it difficult to access cannabis oil in the UK? 
It is, yes, because of the restrictions, obviously. Um, I can't really go into great detail for obvious reasons, yeah. but... Yeah. Um, yeah, it can be sourced. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think it's important, Ron, to, sorry to interrupt, to just be really clear with people, particularly in the UK, but all over, but particularly in the UK, there are yes. a lot of scammers. Yes. There's a lot of scammers. So please, folks, be careful. Yes. Yes, indeed. Fortunately, um, dare I say it, I've got a good supplier. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough, yeah, enough said. We, yes. we, we always get uh, emails from people who want to know where they can get cannabis oil, yes. whether they're in South America, Europe, North America. All over the world. All over the world. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm looking for the day when we can all just plant a couple of plants in our backyard and make our own without living in fear. Well, yeah, you're lucky, yes. <laughs> I think it's time our respective governments really... Instead of looking after themselves, look after the people that actually voted for them and got them into power in the first place. Instead of just going the the normal way down the farmer route, look after the people that put them there. That's what I say. Yeah, no, yes. absolutely. And I think it's incumbent on people to uh, question the people who are running for public office to get their position yes. on cannabis. Yes. yes. Yeah, because, it, you know, it. this has been... Um, a plant it's actually a plant that has been banned around the world for 80 years or more and we can only blame ourselves for electing those people to public office who want to continue to ban this plant my sentiments entirely yes exactly ron it's good to know that you're on the road to recovery and your brother has cleared himself of uh, skin cancer and, Indeed, and uh, it's fantastic to hear your story. It's it's really really inspiring for those people who have cancer. And I know Corey and you and others that we talk to. Once you get the diagnosis of cancer and you get a diagnosis that you've only got several months to live, uh, it can be devastating emotionally. But I think what you have done and what Corey has done and other people have done is say, "Listen, I'm going to I'm going to go after this." I'm going, yes. to, I'm going to do what is necessary in order to continue to survive, and I think you've done it. You've done it very well. Yeah, take control of your own health. Exactly. Yeah, Ron, it's been wonderful to talk to you. I appreciate your time. Uh, Corey and I both appreciate your time, and a wonderful, inspiring story for everyone to hear. It's been wonderful speaking to you. Yes, thank you so much, Ron. Been a pleasure. That's it, another edition of Cannabis Health Radio, wherever you are in the world. Thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Chicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. 
If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.